Thanks for listening to Open Collar on Anchor. Hey there, Open Collar listeners. Corey here with an offer for you from our friends over at Fatco. While most conventional skincare brands use crappy fillers and junky chemical ingredients, the folks over at Fatco use beef tallow from grass-fed cows along with other plant-based oils and fats to help nourish and heal your skin. Fatco specializes in making natural and organic personal care products using tallow, aka rendered beef fat, from grass-fed, pasture-raised, happy cows. Tallow is extremely nourishing and is soothing for skin conditions like eczema or psoriasis and is incredibly high in vitamins A, D, K, and E. They also carry a full line of deodorants, cleansing oils, and moisturizers, thus offering products for the entire family. The tallow that Fatco uses is a natural byproduct of the beef industry and would normally get thrown in the trash. They use only the highest quality tallow, and all of their tallow comes from small, U.S.-based, family-owned farms that are raising animals responsibly and, most importantly, ethically. So head over to fatco.com, that's F-A-T-C-O.com, and enter the code COLLAR, and you will receive 15% off anything at fatco.com. Fatco, it's real food for your skin. Welcome to Open Collar. I am Corey Bullis, and he is Steve McCoy. Thanks for joining us. What is going on? Just a great big convoy. Riding convoy. <laughs> riding through the sky or wherever. I can't remember where that song goes. We uh, we went to Richmond Road, so we took the Queensway today. Uh, obviously yeah. avoided the the court, downtown core, but on the way back... Um, we must have seen like maybe 20, 20, uh, 20 truckers up until uh, Nicholas. Mother truckers. All there for the right cause. You know, they want their freedom back. That's right. Freedom man, oh, isn't man. free. Man, oh man. <laughs> like, do we even jump into that and vent our frustration with the stupidity that is everyone these days? Yeah, it's it's hard to compete with stupid now. It really is. It really is, you know, the, the, the uh, you know, we want our freedoms back. And I, I really, I think there's a bit of a disillusion between, you know, what their freedom is and what like true oppression is and what true tyranny is. And they've never experienced anything like that. And they have the choice to do what they want to do. They just have to live with the consequences. And it's, uh, yeah. And then I'd say like, what's really upset me was, um, seeing what happened with the Terry Fox uh, statue where they're just basically appropriating their agenda. Yeah. Uh, or his agenda for their own. And uh, yeah, quite disgraceful. So yeah, it was very much a lot of people saying that I was with you until then. That's the line. You've crossed it. Now you're just, you've gone too far. How long do you think it's going to last? Um, I don't know. It's like, it's going to be mighty cold tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I, read, I read a tweet this morning and it was uh i have to pee is picking up momentum in the downtown core yeah <laughs> i got a good laugh out of that i have to use the facilities it's trending online yeah you can't go in anywhere no they really can't yeah it'll be uh it'll be interesting to see if this is just a weekend thing and people just get tired and whatever or if it's, it's gonna off, yeah. there, there, there's gonna be a point though where they're just gonna have to 
step in and say, okay, you've had your 48, 72 hours, whatever that, that number might be. You've got to go home now. Well, with the exception of the truckers and everyone complaining, I keep forgetting that, or I keep thinking that people are forgetting that all these mandates are at the provincial level. <laughs> so you're you're complaining to the wrong person. You're in the wrong town. You should be down at Queens Park. <laughs> you should be going back. <laughs> you, you, you missed it when you were coming yeah. from Kingston. Yeah, you zigged when you should have zagged. Yeah. Oh, man. You know what? They're just, they're too busy, you know, having interviews with CBC and eating their processed food, but not yeah. wanting to get anything unnatural put into their body. Right? <laughs> no. They need their their ho hos or Joe Louis <laughs> or Twinkies. Yeah, that's a knock on the Joe Louis. They are tasty. They uh, Oliver is allergic to peanuts, so we were kind of hoping that they were uh, one of those treats that did not contain peanuts. And so last time we were at the grocery store last mm. week, and um, every one of them was may contain peanuts. But we were just building up the hype as we were going there, like we were talking about. Uh, Twinkies and passion yeah. flakes and ah yeah. caramels and like you know you go down the list and he's just getting amped and hyped and yeah yeah, yeah I'm gonna try this one this one we get there and we just pop <laughs> pop the balloon like uh sorry may contain peanuts sorry kid yeah. yeah it's unfortunate that everything is made in the same factory of as everything now right yeah cost cutting measures. I just really I, I wish I hadn't have uh, built the hype up as strong as I did and you know. Because after we'd read that, I was like, ah, you know what? Actually, now that I think about it, they were actually kind of crap. They weren't really that good at all. So you're not missing out on anything. But that's what a parent's supposed to do. You're supposed to build them up and then just crush their dreams. I mean, what else are we here for, right? <laughs> what else right. are we here for? You have to prepare them for the world that is just a soul-crushing smorgasbord. That's right. So what did you get up today? Uh, to today with the minus million temperature? Uh... Not a whole hell of a lot. The kids wanted to play with their tents, that they have little pop-up tents, so we set those up around the house. And then within, say, a half hour of that getting set up, it was, I want to do something else. Of course. So right? They spent most of their time just drawing and writing stories in the kitchen at the table with their crayons and their pencil crayons and their pencils. There you go. Nice. I never realized that there's a certain age where 500 sheets of white paper is just the greatest thing in the world. And it's amazing. And it'll last for forever. But then as a parent, you see them draw, draw one line and they're like, oh, no, I'm not happy with this. Yeah. Like, ah, just like turn it over. Like you're, you're okay. We have probably six or seven reams of old copy paper that's been sitting for years. We have one left. Did you, uh, did you, procure that from dwight or jim uh it was on the website <laughs> it was on the website yeah <laughs> order one ream and it says thanks for ordering that's right yeah, <laughs> yeah the machine so knows it knows it what knows the, what i what did was the uh what was the platform called or, Riffin or, infinity infinity thank you yeah i got in before all the sexual predators <laughs> Oh, Dunder Mifflin Infinity. DMI. Dunder Mifflin Infinity. Dunder Mifflin, the people, persons, paper people. We started watching Ozark. I've heard nothing but great things about it. Okay, so you haven't watched it then, eh? I have not. I we fear started... it's one of those let down ones because the hype is so high on it. 
Okay, so uh, Jade and I are, are notorious for starting shows and not finishing them, getting you know a handful of episodes in or a handful of seasons in and just not finishing the series. Yep. And last time I counted, I think we're up to like 16 or 17 shows. So we're very notorious for that. And we had started watching Ozark, um, I'd say maybe when the first season was done. It just Season four had just started uh, last week or so. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, I think we got three episodes in and I just, I found it too dark. I found it hard to hear. Maybe I'm going deaf. I don't know. Um, and I just, maybe I wasn't in the right mindset for it. So we, we kind of scrapped it and we started up again because again, like to your point, hearing everyone say good things about it, not hearing a bad thing about it. And, uh, this time around, actually, I, I, I'm quite hooked and it's, it is, it is quite good. We're only five episodes in, so not to you know not a whole season or two or three but um it's definitely it's got me hooked for sure so i would definitely recommend it um i get the vibe of it being like a um like uh you know this generation's breaking bad if you want to if you want to call it that you know justin bateman wanted to be the new walter white of tv or streaming services or whatever we call it nowadays yeah i think everything's tv regardless of what it is because you're what that's what you're watching on netflix yeah i would recommend it though if you are looking for something new to watch one i was always wanted to get into and haven't and i don't know if there's a point because they're not going to continue it was uh mind hunters oh is that the one where they um they like dissect the profiling of yeah um, like serial yeah. killers because I, lo- I love david fincher like zodiac's like one of like my all-time favorite movies never seen it i've listened to the podcast from uh wondery yeah um which is really good but never saw it. that's the one with robert downey jr and yeah um jake gyllenhaal jake gyllenhaal. Yep. yeah yeah it's uh it's very jumpy and very creepy and i think it's all it's both fincher and the fact that yeah they never caught him the killer yeah it's just like the randomness of it all so this mindhunters is it is it based on uh, like actual real people and real stories and crimes and whatnot, or is it all fictional? Yeah, like the, the notorious serial killers are like characters in the show. Oh, interesting. Yeah, there's okay. only two, two seasons, and I think like Fincher's stepped away from it and doesn't sound like he's going to go back to it anytime soon. Because that's a few years old now, isn't it? Yeah, it's been a couple of years since the second season. On Netflix. Yeah, we've, yeah. I've, heard, I've heard good things about it. We've never... I'm very finicky when it comes to, um, like, I can't do gore. You know, like, I like suspenseful. I like true crime. I like all that shit. Mm. But I, it, I walk a very fine line. Like, if it gets too deep on the one side of goriness, or then I, you know, I can't watch it. What if it's, like, can- campy gore? Oh, like, like uh, Friday, Friday the 13th or something like that? Yeah, like, where Jason and uh, it's just, like, punches a guy's head clean off. Oh yeah, no, that's, it's like I read that in the comic book. So oh yeah, okay with that. Or he takes one girl and beats her with beats her with another girl. Yeah, no, I'm, that's I'm just okay kind with of family it's, family it's, entertainment. It's like the the saws and um, the torture types, porn, as they call it. Is that yeah? No, it's not for me. I can't do it. I, I can't do it. Oh. Yeah, Saw walked a fine line for a few of the movies, but then it just went way overboard as it got further down the line. I just realized my pop filter is blocking 20% of my screen. 
Yeah, I don't know what happened to mine. I switched to uh, the cover and uh, put it down, and now I don't know what happened to it. Yeah, I've got the pop filter and the cover. I mean, it seems to be working fine. I listened to the last episode. I wasn't too... Uh, yeah, it's the hard peas that uh, that get you sometimes. That's it. So yeah, the um, you had mentioned uh, Zodiac, and there was that podcast that uh, I mentioned, and it was I want to say it was Wondery, and they did three seasons, and the first season was on the um, the Atlanta murders, where I guess a bunch of children in the seventies were were being murdered by this this lunatic down in Atlanta, and then the second season was about the Zodiac Killer. Yeah. And then the third season was the DC Sniper. And the DC Sniper that. was the first one that I listened to. And it was amazing because uh, that was, what, 2002, 2003? So I was, you know, early 20s. Yeah. And uh, But it had been so long that I forgot. And so I, it was almost like I was hearing it again for the first time. But then as they were going through the episodes further down into the series, or the season, rather... It was all starting to come back to me. And I asked Jade, who's four years younger than me, I think she's around your age, um, if she recalled the DC Sniper and she she couldn't remember it. And so I had her listen to the season and it was it was unbelievable. They were interviewing, I shouldn't say unbelievable because a lot of people went through some terrible mm-hmm. things during that time, but very, uh, very captivating. And uh, and she enjoyed it. it. But So if you haven't listened to it, I would, I would recommend it. Are we plugging other podcasts on this podcast? Always. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Why not, right? <laughs> what are they going to do? Thank us? Yep. Yeah, yeah that was a day. father and son, right? It was a uh, like an adopted father yeah. and son. Yeah, yeah. My, growing up, my mom was very much into CNN watching, like, religiously. So it's basically anything post-9-11, it was CNN was on in between actual programming. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that was that was on when I would come home from school. That and the OJ trial when I was even younger. The OJ trial. There was you know the girl falling down the well. I think that's what really launched the whole twenty four hour news network. Um, was it yeah, there's that Susan time? Smith right with uh, the kid, the black man who took her kids in the back seat, and turns out she drowned them in the river. What? Didn't don't remember that one. No, <laughs> no, so, I do not. It's. I can't remember if it was uh, what it was part of. It could have been even a, a segment of uh, Bowling for Columbine. But there was the talk. It was the whole thing of they used it a, a lot. I guess case studies of America's fear of the uh, of the young black man because as she said that was like the description she gave the cops and everybody believed it. It's like oh yeah, this young black man hijacked the the car at, or carjacked the car and took off with my kids in the back seat and. No one questioned it. There was an APB out looking for this car. Last seen here with a African American of X age stole mm-hmm. the car. Look out for the kids, and little did they know she just drove her car with the kids in the back seat into the river and drowned them. Oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah I don't remember that. Maybe I saw it and I just <laughs> took it out of my memory. Not this warped sense of yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> like oh, I want to watch my like, hunters with serial killers. It's a vault. This. Yeah, it's like a vault. Between bad news stories like that and useless pop culture trivia, it's all up in there. Um, switching away from the uh, from serial killers and murders and stories of that, Evander Kane is now an Evan Toiler. 
Yeah. I believe in seventh chances, I guess. <laughs> Why That's not? Right? I was saying, like, if he was the problem in Winnipeg and he was the problem in Buffalo and he was the problem in San Jose, what's the common denominator? But clearly not him because he doesn't take responsibility for I don't get it. Anything. I, 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 you know, the, uh, the Oilers, I think, are uh, a victim of themselves in the sense that they have two of the best players in the world, if not the two best players in the world, and then it falls off a cliff. And they're trying to um, supplement them as the support, I guess, as best mm-hmm. as possible. But why would you go after someone like that where, you know, it's well documented, the, uh, the poison that he's been in the various locker rooms that he's played for? And then off the ice, the issues that he's had, and uh, even the cost that 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 you know, I don't know. Like he got bought out by San Jose, so I, I don't know how it works in hockey. If you get bought out, if any new team is on the hook for the contract, I don't think so. I think they're no. I think agent. all I heard was that he signed seven hundred and fifty k for the rest of the year for prorated. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. I don't know if that's the answer that they're looking for. They're up three nothing. I just turn on the game just before we started just to see what the score was so we're up he scored a goal it's one of those things right they'll they'll ride the high until it all settles in yeah i think he needed to score a goal he needed to come out of the gate and have a good game for the fan base to probably take it easy on him because if he came out and played a dud of a game they would have been on him like gangbusters yeah i don't see a move like this actually going to be one that's going to a help long term if they end up keeping him but i don't think if they're worried that Dreisaitl and McDavid are going to leave, this is not going to solve that problem. Man, I just have this feeling that McDavid's going to go to Toronto and it's going to pain me. It's absolutely <laughs> Everyone pain seems me. to be going there. Can't stand Toronto. Absolutely can't stand Toronto. Well, I, just, I don't get also how nobody can replicate the success that uh, Pittsburgh had with Mulkin and Crosby. Like You had two young guns and you built around them and it was sustainable and it still seemingly is sustainable even though even though they're you know getting injured more and they're getting older but nobody else can do that even even the blackhawks do with taves and king yeah but i think you're also forgetting a few other pieces to that puzzle for each of those teams like they had mark andre Fleury, they had chris letang so at least you had like you had someone between the pipes you had yeah at least one stud defenseman and then i would say with chicago the goalie, yeah, there was a few goalies that, that played for them during that time, but then they had Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook. And, but I think to your point, um, yeah, of a, of a four-line team, three players per line, only two of them are, are studs or, like, for sure mm-hmm. um, all-star perennial-type players. They still had success where with, with Edmonton. It's, uh, I don't know why. I don't know how many first round or top three draft picks they need to get before they finally do something in the playoffs. This is as, as an Oilers fan too, so yeah, I don't know. You can't seem to do it in Canada. I find like you too have. Much, there's too much pressure. I think yeah. there's too much pressure. I mean, you know. Well, you, that was one of the reasons why that Kane wanted out of Winnipeg. He didn't want to play in Canada. And he's Canadian, right? Yeah, but you look at like um, you know. Vancouver, like all when it, all the Canadian teams made it to the finals, they except one, Ottawa, Ottawa, <laughs> Toronto, or, or no, sorry, yeah, but I'm saying yeah, since of, 2000, of, they've all been up there except for one. Yeah, well, no, Winnipeg hasn't. I don't care. Okay, yeah, 
<laughs> but yeah, you're right. I guess that's true, right? Because there was 04, 06, 07, 11, then last year. Yep. Wow. Yeah. We just couldn't close the deal. The streak from 93 still goes on. It's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's the, the, uh, the Senators with the West Coast teams, they don't have the greatest success. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we're the only one of those that didn't, uh, I think with the exception of now Montreal, that didn't go seven. Because Vancouver went seven, Edmonton went seven, Calgary went seven, we went five, and Montreal, Montreal was six. So was it, I think it was six, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was six. You're right. Oh, well. I don't think it's going to happen this year. Yeah. There was a... There was a good chance last year when the uh, Gordon Downing division, all the Canadian teams played in that one division. But at least that's what I call it. They they, sh- they should have named it the Gordon Downing division. Yeah, anything's better than what they have with the was it Northern Atlantic and Metropolitan. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I'm not sure. Did you uh, did you tighten up the uh, the Florida men? You were talking last week about potentially something on the horizon with florida man oh yeah it's getting there had a busy work week but it's getting there yeah um what did you uh think of the hall of fame selection big poppy i knew he was gonna get into it for sure i think he he was a no debtor just like jeter was when he was on the ballot for the first time i think what's not surprising but just a reality check is for bond Schilling, and clemens like where they they're done now the only chance they have is if the veterans committee votes them votes them in in December, which I think is highly unlikely, but each, they only have 10 years on the ballot mm. and that was their 10th and final time. I think um, it's good for the game or. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I think you could, you, I don't know. I mean, um, when Bonds was playing, he, I mean, I loved watching him at bat. I loved, yeah. I lo- like, I loved seeing those home runs. Don't get me wrong. Just like I liked seeing uh, McGuire hit bombs, home run derby. You know? Yeah, yeah. Everybody remembers that. One hundred percent. It was, it was a lot of fun. But if, like, if you're being a purist at heart, then they, I don't think they do belong in the, um, in the Hall of Fame. Like, I would be okay if they were to maybe perhaps give them a plaque um, with their name, and then just have them somewhere, like maybe in the entrance, like almost like an honorable mention, but just not yeah. in the hall. I'd be okay with that. But uh, you kind of reap what you sow, though, right? Like it was, mm-hmm. it was a, it was a choice that they decided to make. Um, I think more so for Schilling, it was more of what he conducted or how he conducted himself after his playing days were done and remarks that he made and views that he had that uh, alienated himself from the voters, but. Uh, for Clemens and Bonds, I mean, I can't feel sorry for them whatsoever. I think if they owned up to it, it would have helped a little bit, or still you think the blemish just, is there. Yeah, and I mean, the voters are all also like journalists and, you know, industry writers and, and whatnot that uh, they have a long memory of a player. And Bonds and Jeff Kent as well, who's another one who's nearing his 10-year mark on the ballot. Um we're just horrible to the media and journalists will long remember how you interact with them, which I don't think it's a valid reason for them not to vote you in, but let's be honest. There's going to be people out there that has that view of them that lingers about when they were in the locker room and how they were treated that it's going to 
factor in on how they decide to vote one way or another. Um, but for Ortiz, yeah, like he he was amazing. Like I, I remember that 04 um, the whole playoff run, and I'm not even a Red Sox fan, but being down 03 to the Yankees and then coming back and winning it in seven and then sweeping St. Louis to break the curse of like what it was at 86 years at the time. You know, he's yeah. got 500 plus career home runs, um, like just a stud all the way around. And even in his last year, I think he was 40, 41 and he led the league in, uh, in home runs and was up there like for second or third in RBIs, just a powerful, fearful, fearful hitter. So I know he deserves to go in. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. I, I don't know how it is with, uh, I think with hockey and I could be wrong, but with hockey, you're always going to have three players and a builder, I think is every year. Like, I think that's how it works. So, and I could be mistaken, but I feel that that's how it is. Yeah. I think there's a, definitely a minimum. I don't think it's a maximum. Yeah. Whereas with, um, with baseball, like it could be one, there could be none like last year, there could be four, there could be, they just have to hit that threshold of 75 yeah 75 percent yeah, of the votes um but then there's like you know justin morneau um failed to reach five percent joe nathan failed to reach five percent and joe nathan um is up there in terms of uh, the career leader and saves he's not first but he's up there and if you don't hit that minimum threshold of five percent of the votes then you get dropped off the ballot okay. i think you have to wait a couple of years to come back on and so this is exciting though. Like that was the most exciting thing we had for baseball because I don't think baseball is going to start anytime soon because of the labor uh, issues. So having the uh, Hall of Fame also or the Hall of Fame announcement was almost just as good. I hope they can come to an agreement and they can send the players to spring training and get the season going. Am I optimistic? Yeah, no, <laughs> not, definitely not. Are you realistic? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I, I just hope it's not like uh, hockey was in what was it? Oh four when they lost the whole season. Yeah, yeah. Uh I don't know if you'll get that again because I don't. There's too much money to be lost. Yeah, and it does absolutely damage your the brand of the league for sure. But just like you want to have, like when you go look back, like on the cup until they knock down a few more rings on that, it's gonna have like no season played on it mm-hmm. for the longest time the mm-hmm. record books are always going to have up to 04 information and then no season played and then and not even for a reason of like oh like there was a war or like what baseball there was this the spanish flu or yeah whatever. it was just no season because billionaires fought with millionaires yeah well in baseball had that um it it was a long road back and it was, you can almost thank the steroid era for the interest that uh that it brought them, but after the 94 lockout, when they locked up the players, that was in Montreal, it was the best team and arguably arguably the favorite for winning the World Series that year, and then the players got locked out, and then they missed the rest of the season, so a lot of fans turned away from the game, and then, you know, 96, 97, 98, that was when Maguire and Sosa turned up the heat, Bonds started, you know, doing what Rowing. he was doing. Growing, yeah, yeah. His head stayed the same size, but yeah. his body was just like expanding, and it brought the fans back. So, yeah, do you, so I, maybe I, at some point you have to like not necessarily, I guess, for lack of term, embrace it or just acknowledge it in the Hall of Fame, where it's just like this was the steroids era, and those guys are featured in there with a rod and and stuff like that. 
Yeah, the uh, I saw an interesting stat, and it was uh, with Bonds not getting in, it was the career now the career home run leader, the career hits leader, and the career I think strikeout leader in Clemens um, are all not in the Hall of Fame because of acts or how they conducted themselves on and off the field, steroids, cheating, whatever. It's not so for a sport. Top home run hitter. Yeah. yeah. Top top hitter. That'd be something. Top strikeout. Like it's nuts. Imagine something came out about Gretzky. Oh. Like look out. Oh I think the the world would burn. No, it's already happening. The hall the right hall now. would burn for sure. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well then I guess well, brings to the next thing of the rumors of will he won't be about Tom Brady. Like all of his stuff, right? Do you asterisk some of his things or acknowledge that the cheating scandals, the gates as it were? For the inflate gate, was there more than just that? Well, there was the spy gate, right? When they're watching uh, oh, practices yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's like that's not necessarily him, but it's the Patriots as a whole. I think I would put more stock into that if he was only as good as he was during yeah. those times or in and around those times. But man, for the 22 years and so the report came out today that he was retiring and then it turns out that he hasn't officially made up his mind so it's you know is he on the pot off the pot who knows um but they seven-time pro bowler or super bowl winner three-time mvp first in wins first in touchdowns first in yards um 15 time all-star the, the, the guy has had a storied career so I, I i don't think there would be any asterisks um for him, just because of the consistency and the longevity um, with both New England and even Tampa Bay for the two, three years that he was there, two years. I can't I can't see I can't see there being any repercussions for those the, the gates as as you had said. So I just wonder if like giving his legacy, if it would have if he does retire, if it would have made more sense to do it after the last Super Bowl win rather than come back and then I didn't even know they. I knew. I figured they made the playoffs, but I didn't even know they were out. Yeah, they uh, they lost last week. Um, I don't know because like the way that they had set up their team, they won the Super Bowl last year, but they set up the team in such a way that they could have almost had like a mini dynasty because they had him. They had, you know, they had. And I'm not a football guy, so I mean, I don't. This is just what I, I know. But I feel like they had all the pieces in place for them mm-hmm. to at least go on the small run, much like um, much like Denver did um, with Peyton Manning, where there was those two, three years where they were pretty competitive and and making it far, winning it once at least. I think so. I think they, I think he felt he could have done it, but um, maybe this year with them losing to LA and just other teams taking that next step forward in their um, development, maybe he realized that. Ah. Or maybe he he got hurt during one of the games that nobody saw. Who knows? That's forty five years old. Like forty. Like I mean, I'm forty. I'll be forty two this year, and I can't imagine being hit at twenty five percent of the of the force that these guys are like going after him with. Yeah, so. I'm I'm thirty five, and if I'm sitting on the floor with the kids cross legged for more than fifteen minutes, I feel like I need to, you know take a steam yeah it's like i saw today it was i am uh, i'm 19 my back is 52 my yeah. knees are 47 and my shoulder is turning 71 next week 
Have you seen this like mini elliptical thing that they have where it's you like basically you're pedaling from a sitting down position? So no. this, I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically you, you sit and then you just put your feet on this pedal and because and they the, my favorite is in the commercial they say sitting down is the new smoking. <laughs> so I guess you cannot just sit and rest anymore. You have to constantly be in motion to burn calories and keep your circulation going sorry is this something that you like you, you you're doing this while sitting on a couch or is it like yeah. you're actually in yeah oh, uh see okay. if i can find the sitting down because um th- yeah wouldn't they have had that type of exercise machine where you're kind of on the ground and exercising i know my grandmother has one but i never seen like the actual name of it until i saw this commercial and what was it was, that's, it, was it like a late night uh um what do you call it like paid programming or no no it was or was it, was it during morning. daytime it was, what was I watching it was during daytime i was watching uh who is harry crumb great John movie, movie. Great and movie. uh it was one of the commercials Let's see if there it is okay yeah, yeah. well that's cute so, so you, you just, just you just ride that guy yeah, you just sit there, you put your feet on the pedals, and it keeps track of like your mileage and stuff. And because, yeah, as I say, sitting is the new smoking. Oh, it comes in purple too. So that's good. It's a fair. Yeah, place. I don't, I don't know why there's uh, colors, honestly. Oh, can we just go back to maybe Harry do Crumb I want to try this? Second thought? Certainly. The best part of that, the best part of that movie on Harry Crumb was when he was taking the, um, was it the icing and doing the tanning and like rubbing it all yeah. over the place and oh, so good so good i haven't seen that movie in forever there's a lot of stuff that you could not get away with today in that movie oh really oh yeah when he's uh visiting the apartment of uh i guess the mother of the girl who was kidnapped i forget the names now uh i guess they're like secret lover and he's um from alibaba air conditioning so he's way into the Indian stereotype, black face and turban and <laughs> oh no, address oh. John Candy. Yeah, but yeah, is that even when he's in the uh, the salon? He's uh, like supposed to be like Middle Eastern or something. That's right. Yeah, and you wasn't he wearing the um, uh, I don't know what you call it, so I don't want to butcher it and be way off but I mean, he's got like all the rings on and stuff yeah yeah and he's wearing like the big puffta like yeah. purple yeah the yeah chains okay. the chains the hair and yeah. john candy christ yeah he went way too young way yeah, too was, young uh canadian was bacon was his last movie i think he died during the making of that yeah it's heart attack obviously given yeah. his size yeah him yeah. chris farley like these bigger versatile guys who just got the short end of the stick energetic too like they were um maybe maybe john candy not so much as chris farley but running a mile a minute you know and uh yeah very slapstick yeah chris with farley. their with their weight and uh unhealthy lifestyle perhaps more so with chris farley like it wasn't it wasn't no, built yeah, to sustain longevity <laughs> it's let's be honest it's unfortunate though do you still do you watch uh snl at all or uh, periodically ever? it's more like i like i grew up watching it not for like who was on based on my age but i grew up watching uh all the older ones so like i would watch the ones with chevy and dan Aykroyd and mm-hmm. all those guys but like the, the my favorite time is from 
basically when, when Phil Hartman was on and, and Dana Carvey, Mike Myers, Kevin up yeah, Kevin Nealon, even Al Franken, yeah. um, going up until uh, like when we had you know, uh, Schneider and Sandler and Spade and Farley. Yeah. Like, I didn't Alec watch Perry. it that much was... when it was like Will Ferrell and Sherry O'Terry, like when they were doing like the cheerleaders and stuff, but I watched it periodically then. And now yeah. I'll catch depending on who's hosting. We uh, we still watch it. I've watched it religiously um, well, since I was about, I'd say, nine or ten. There's probably a few years here and there where I stopped maybe during high school. But for the most part, we watch it every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like right now it's in a bit of a lull in terms of talent on the show. Like there's a few a few funny um, cast members like Mikey Day is pretty funny right now. Um but yeah, like my my favorite would have been that early '90s tier point up until the early aughts, where it was the David Spades, Kevin, you know, Chris Farley, Kevin Nealon. Um, I just felt like it captured not so much just the time period that it was in, but it just really re- reflected like the peak of what culture was then, with mm-hmm. like how much we were in, like even before now, like we're like, I know we're way into pop culture, but it's more nostalgia. Yeah. This was like the height of what we're into now is what they were grabbing then and really amplifying it to like the echelon of entertainment value. Like especially with like, you know, I got Sandler and Spade and, and Farley, like was, I can't remember the name of the sketch, but like where they're like the girls sitting in like the mall food court. Lay like, off me. I'm yeah. starving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was the uh, big hair and everyone's in denim. Oh, what was it? There was the, um, there was the one segment where, or skit, whether it was reoccurring, and it was, um, uh, he would. It was like almost stories, and it was like my uh, my uncle promised me to take to, my uncle promised to take me to Disneyland one year, and he brought me in the car, and he was so excited, and he ended up taking me to the corner store and buying me a pack of gum, and I I can't remember, and I'm not doing it any justice, and I wish I remember what it was called, but that was one of my favorites growing up, so much so that I don't remember what it's called. Um, <laughs> really show to, your love. Yeah, you? yeah, I'll have to find out what it was, but I feel it was like uh, Patrick Healy or something like that, SNL. Very riveting. Sorry, my apologies. I should have had Google. this written down. It's, it's the Google. should have had this written down. Yeah, but no, it was uh, now like there's one guy that's doing... Uh, Donald Trump right now, and he's one of the newer cast members. But man, his impression and his mannerisms are spot on, like way so more than Alec Baldwin was for the last three or four yeah, years. I think even Alec Baldwin him. would tell you that his impression was not good. I think his like size and his like voice and the way he spoke and how loud he was was good. Yeah. But I feel like that was it. Like he wasn't. Um, his, you know, he wasn't, his voice wasn't there. Like, I don't think it was, you know, his hand gestures and his moves, but I feel like just because he was just a big presence that you'd be like, oh yeah, okay, I'll buy that. But this, this guy that's doing him now is like, you close your eyes and you're like, that. that's, that's fucking Donald Trump yeah. that's speaking right now. And like his mannerisms and the way that he talks and yeah. Yeah. One thing I didn't like is when they um, seemingly had the whole, what they're doing with the, the Trump stuff was not that obviously they're beating it into the ground but it was rather than you know, try to do it well they just needed to get the big celebs to come along with it like having rather than getting jason sudeikis to redo his biden they got jim carrey and then you had other like i think ben stiller was uh was michael cohen yeah they just kept trying to get all these other 
A-list celebrities to come on rather than, as you said, play with people who were on the cast that could possibly do it better. And you know what? That's what they used to do back in the 90s, right? Like you would rely on Dana Carvey to be George Bush. You would rely on... Well, I think the first one was, I think Chevy Chase was Gerald Ford and he like, I don't even think did makeup or anything. He was just yeah, on yeah. Gerald Ford. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, even Will Ferrell is George W. Um, yeah. <laughs> Dana Carvey did another one too. Um, Ross Perot. Was it Ross Perot? Yeah. He did Ross Perot. Yeah. So they used he did, to do He that. did Clinton a couple times. But I think that may have been more the Dana Carvey show, not on SNL, because Phil Hartman was knocking uh, Clinton. That was great. Yeah. He did that perfectly. Until Daryl Hammond took over. Daryl Hammond. He was great too. Jimmy Kimmel. Let's not forget about Jimmy Kimmel. Fallon? Jimmy Fallon, sorry. <laughs> too many So Jimmy's. good. Yeah, too many Jimmys. Like, he was notorious for... Um, breaking. Breaking character. And it was like, that was one of the best things about watching the episode that week. It was like, okay, is he going to make it through the next two and a half minutes without... I did hear that irked some cast members because they thought he was doing it on purpose just because people were tuning in for that. Oh, I could... I could... I could see both sides to that. I could see him totally doing that on purpose. And I could see some people being like, okay, like we've rehearsed this. Yeah. It's like, you're you know? supposed to be professional. Like that's why we're yeah. here. A dozen times and you've been on front of the TV countless times. Like, you know, you should be doing this properly. Yeah. I could see both sides to that. Would you, I wouldn't care. I, yeah, I guess, I you know, if, if, people, if it was increasing our ratings and therefore the show is doing better and, we're doing better. There's more eyes on the show, so there's more potentially more eyes on me. As long as I'm still getting my sketches in. Yeah, one of my it's one of my bucket lists. I definitely want to um, go to a live taping of SNL, and we've been trying for the last number of years, um, but to no success. Obviously, not during COVID, but before that, we Is were it just to get there, or just it's always booked up. Yeah, so just to like so every August first, um, like starting August first, you have to send an email in. Um, for the draw and then you have to write like in your email why you want to uh why you want the tickets or why you think you deserve the tickets and every year it's like we come up with this i've been a huge fan for my whole life and it would mean the world to me and they're probably going to another one yeah another one that's right and he's canadian <laughs> okay um so yeah we used to set our alarm <laughs> on july 31st and then click the send uh, just yeah Never. Yeah, it never occurred to me that it, would be that it would be that popular of uh, of, a, of a ticket. I guess, you know, obviously it's free. You could go, though. You can go because they have their dress rehearsals, and then that's where they decide, like, what skits they're going to keep yeah. and what, which ones they're going to do. So you can go to, like, the the early show, I guess you would call it, and, mm -hmm. like, the run-through, if, if that's what you wanted to say it was. I think that would be more fun. Yeah. Yeah, because you could see the screw-ups. You could see sketches that no one would yeah. ever see. And then yeah. it'd be it'd be the funniest sketch ever, and no one would believe you because you have nothing to prove it. <laughs> like I swear, it was the best skit ever. Like I don't. Believe you'll it. never see it. But you'll never see it. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. So, but yeah, if if uh, there'd be something I'd love to do, for sure. You anything like that? Any shows that you'd want to go to? Um, you know, Jerry Springer's. <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah, Phil Donahue was on Mor there. Maury Povich. <laughs> i can't believe he's still still on and still rocking those paternity tests yeah this is bread and butter you yeah. are not the father those are great though they're still like there's um 
this free internet television. Well, I guess I guess lack of a term television, but there's this free internet channel that just that's what it airs. Old Springer, Maury, and I think the Steve Wilco show. Okay, yeah, yeah. Steve used to be his body or one yeah. of the security guards. So I've thrown on a couple old Maury's, and it is it's always the paternity ones. My uh, my my cousin was on Jenny Jones back, um, God, at least twenty years ago when it was popular. And yeah, the topic was uh, it was him and his friend that were flown down. The topic was you know you've embarrassed me so bad. I don't know Love if we it. could ever be friends. Amazing. And it was uh, from when they went to their the Mexico trip in high school that seniors go to, and uh, Mark, his name. There's photos of him, like, you know, he's passed out or whatever. And his yeah. friend was so upset, but he wasn't really upset. They told him to play it up for the for the show it or whatnot. It wasn't real? It wasn't, yeah. And, uh, and they brought him on. And Jenny was saying, you know, like, you should apologize to him or I demand an apology. And, yeah, he was saying that it was, uh, while the stories were true, I guess you could say, there was a huge emphasis on, like, let's build it up. Like, let's yeah. really blow the roof off this place. And, um you know, uh, just make it as crazy as possible. Yeah. And he was saying that the night before in the hotel, uh, him, his buddy, and like other guests on the on the show that episode were all on the same floor in the hotel, and they're all mm. having drinks. And two people end up getting into a bit of a fight before others broke it up. And so then they had to awkwardly go on the show the next day and you know pretend like nothing happened. So pull back the <laughs> curtain a little bit on you know, trash TV and what the experience was like. So I feel as there's a, like a very good docu-series on those shows. I think you, you kind of have to wait until like they're all done because, you know, obviously you're, as you are pulling the curtain open on all that stuff. But yeah, I think that would be worth a watch to see like how, how much of it is emphasized, how much of it is played for them and how much these shows go out of their way to make, take something like, you know, because you would think a lot of these people are thinking going in that they're going to get some help or something or some sort of resolution, not knowing that these guys are kind of just playing it for laughs for themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I wonder if there is a hesitancy because then they would expose all of the dirty tricks that they yeah. used. But then again, like if there's a statute of limitations where they can't be, you know, um, where they can't be penalized for it. If, if it was something that was unjust that they were doing, then why not? But yeah, there's always some sketchy shit. There was a talk show that was in, uh, I think it was like the nineties where um, one guy was on the show and this, his friend or whatever professed his love for him. And then like a few weeks later, one of them ended up shooting the other one and like murdered them. Yeah. I think that was Jenny Jones. Was it Jenny Jones? I'm pretty sure, if I remember yeah. correctly, because so that like, was kind of like the end of her show. So, yeah, you know what? I think you might be right. I think you might be right, yeah. So, like, I mean, like if that's well documented, think of all the other stuff that's going on behind the scenes that we haven't heard of, you know? Like if a person wasn't on 15 times to find out the father of her baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know who it is. I have 15 kids. It's been that many people in that short a time? Yeah, I tell you. I know you got a jet, so I will do our patented fake commercial ad, and then I have a quick game for you. Yes. And then we'll wrap her up. Yes. I'll blow this town to smithereens. I'm bound. Try to get a 
very time, Spider-Man. What's become my web, Goblin? Watch yourself fall, Silk Slinger. Can't stop the bombs in time. If I don't get you webhead, my diagnosis will. Holy Hannah. And you're running out of fluid. Is this more action than even Spider-Man can handle? Spider-Man, a video game from Parker Brothers, the ones to beat. Oh, Atari. That was amazing. <laughs> no pun intended. Oh, no pun intended. That was amazing. <laughs> I didn't know that that game existed, but it's like I just I love this. I like I love retro old commercials, videos like that. It just I get glued to them right away. Yeah, but it's like they put more effort in the goblin costume than Sony did back in 2002. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Yeah. I liked it though. That was good stuff. I'm not going to get quizzed on like the game and the rules and whatnot. No, I? man. You know a lot about comic books, so I. this is what's the issue. What's the issue? So what I'm going to grill you about this time is first appearances. If you know which one it happened. I'll give you an easy one off the top. Spider-Man. Yeah, Amazing Fantasy number 15. That is correct. Like, okay. <laughs> see, okay, okay. They're going to okay. progressively get harder, I swear. Okay. Well, okay. at least in my well, mind, I... I think they're harder. But for you, it'll be... Wow. So right. no pressure. <laughs> you think it was worth three ninety nine back in uh Man, can you like just really quick sidebar on this? Yeah. Um in two thousand and um two thousand and one Ultimate Spider Man uh came out and I remember I was in living in Calgary at the time and I went to the local comic book shop and I was gonna grab like four or five of them because I was like, you know what, just I just have this feeling mm -hmm. and I didn't, I grabbed two. And at its highest point, it was worth like five, six hundred bucks. I don't think it's quite that high now, but just one of those moments is like, oh man. But yeah, like you, you wonder if there was any kids with that foresight back then for like 10 cents in a shoe or whatever the case might be, just to buy as many as they could. Well, I heard like the last one that was kind of like that was um, like when The Walking Dead first came out. It was like, you would think, like in this case, like you know, you have a, a Spider-Man or whatever. You're wondering, oh, I don't know. Like they re renumber them all the time. They do all this stuff, but yeah, apparently, like right off the bat, The Walking Dead was like out of print, out of print, out of print. Yeah, no, it's uh, and it's yeah. So right now, a good condition, mint condition, U.S. would go for about one point one thousand two hundred. Crazy. Anyway, okay, so I'm one for one. All right, Batman. Uh this is Detective Comics. It is. Thus DC. Yeah, Detective Comics. I get this mixed up with Spider-Man. Um, Detective Comics 47. 27. Ah, close. I'll give you half points for the seven. Okay. Like, really, of all of the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that cover, too. Yeah, great. 64 pages of action. Uh, like just like thought bubbles galore and like shucks and darn and golly and and they like said 10 this one's 10 cents yeah 1939 i miss going to the corner store and having like the penny candies and stuff like that man i've been looking for years for a spinner rack um i just can't find one but i want to get a spinner rack so badly for my room here so like all my issues that i'm reading mm -hmm. that week i can just put them on or if there's ones that i go back to often but it just... you don't have something like on an ebay or it... They do, but the ones that I found, they are just like newer fabricated. Like I would like to get an old vintage one. Um, I need to go to like, like an squeak antique shop. Turn in it. Yeah, like a, like just like an old like I want. Yeah. I want there to be like a threat of getting 
you know, rusty edge yeah. crept yeah. into my finger and like getting a tetanus shot. Like that. So <laughs> I want to live with that fear, you know? <laughs> you almost have to like drive to like fuck, fuck nowhere and, yeah. and go into a corner store and like buy it off the lady who's got like the Reader's Digest or something in it. Yep. Yeah, like Arm Prior or someplace like that. No offense to anyone in Arm Prior. Beautiful city, but you never know. Apparently, it's one of the cities on the grow around this area. Not surprised. Number three, Wolverine. Uh, that would be Incredible Hulk 182. For, yeah, 182. I have the cover for 181 because he was on the cover there. No. Yeah. But it's 181 and 182. That's right. I just did a post about him today, actually. I did. I saw it. It was fantastic. Thank you, Really sir. like Thank hit the you. ground running with those shots. <laughs> Doctor um, Doom, not the Fantastic Four, but Doctor uh, Doom's first appearance. I'm gonna say uh, Fantastic Four uh, six. Look at those boots on Doom. They look like like he's all metal, but he's got these like little that's right moccasin type. It's like a like what is it? What's the issue number? Oh, it's five. Oh, so close! But yeah, he's got like the almost like the old uh, Hercules. Remember the cartoon yeah. Hercules? He's got that belt. All he's missing is and the he's ring. Got he's a, got the moccasins. He's got the tiger too. He's got the tiger. Yeah, that was the uh, that was before the Doom bots. Look at that Betty haircut on Sue Storm, eh? Amazing. That's sign of the times. Sign of the times. That's right. I was one off. Ah, You're, it's two of them. You were very close. Howard yeah. the Duck. Oh, everyone's oh. favorite mini cameo from the guardians movies uh you know what marvel's first movie i i was surprised by this when i looked it up um tales of suspense uh 15 no 40 is it tales of suspense it is man thing oh man Thing. 19 i would not have gotten that in a million years who's he fighting the duck uh man thing looks like kazar is it kazar he's got the same Doom boots. The um, you ever seen that old Howard the Duck movie from the eighties? With I saw that good. a lot. That's a movie that probably wouldn't be made in today's. Uh, from what I remember of it, anyway, it's been a little. It's been a few. Kind of got away but... with duck nudity when he's blasting That's through right. the apartment, and there's a female duck bathing in his bathtub. Yep. I saw this as a kid. John Lithgow was it, or uh, no, not no, John? No, it was the uh, guy. Um... It was uh, Ed Rooney. Ed yeah. Jones. He. Uh... We got caught uh, diddling. That's right, he did. Yeah. All right. Was, in that, uh, uh, was Tim Robbins, I think, was in that too? With, uh, I don't and remember. Leah Thompson? Yes, Leah Thompson, I remember. And the rock band? <laughs> I'm going to watch that again. I wonder if it's on Disney+. Plus. I don't know. No, George Lucas was behind that bad boy. Was he really? Oh, he was. He ate some huh. shit for that. Oh, yeah. That's not, uh, <laughs> it's not as, as cleanly as... Uh, ooh. As we talked about, uh, yeah. internals was Ashram, Ashram, the judge. Uh, okay, so this would have been um, Jack Kirby, and I'm gonna say Eternals. Uh, you got a oh, this will be the last one. Oh, got I got one or two more. Um, Eternals issue eight. Close. Two. Eternals two, issue two. Two. Jack Kirby, great artist. Black Knight. I was just talking about this the other day. I was just talking about this the other day. Black Knight first appeared in. Oh, it's not like an obvious. It's like a, like an. It's an anthology. 
Is it is it Werewolf by Night? That's your guess? I'm going to go Werewolf by Night. Avengers. Oh, wow. Seven. Way off. Way off. Okay, let's do one more. All right. I think these are the ones I did basically just to piss you off. Green Arrow. Green Arrow. You, you named your son. I know. I did. I really did. Um, <laughs> this should be right there. Yeah, Green Arrow first appeared in, uh, I'm going to say, just uh, Justice League of America issue five. Fun comics. Yeah. Number six. Hey, Dr. Fate. <laughs> Yeah, Parker was going through his toys. He has a Dr. Fate. Yeah, this guy right here. yeah that's what he has. He's yeah, who's this guy? So that's Dr. Fate. Pierce Bronson is portraying him in the uh, Black Adam movie. Yeah, he looks fantastic. I so, haven't seen the actual like costume picture, but no, no, I just seen him like even with his like beard and mustache and stuff. Oh yeah. He Pierce good. Bronson, like he's that's... he's got it going on. Beautiful, yeah, beautiful man. Um, do we have one more or is that it? <laughs> this is what I want to pick up. The Baffler. The who? <laughs> exactly. No, that was it. The rest was just to bug you. Oh. Like I legit looked fun. up like most of most obscure characters I could find. The Baffler is that I'm gonna say that's that's DC. It it's is gotta be. I'll give you that. So yeah, correct. DC, and it was it was in Detective Comics, Detective. number one forty three, the Pied that, Piper in peril. The that the, whoever's on the cover there looks scary. Is that the Pied Piper? Yeah, it is. And then Hellcow. Is that uh? Is that image? No, it's Marvel. What? Really? Yeah. I wonder if it'll be in uh, Doctor Strange's Multiverse of Madness. And that guy was uh, Giant Size Man Thing. Number. Uh, you know five. what? It makes sense. Like you get, you'd see all the weird, not weird, yeah. but just obscure characters in Man Thing. What's the issue? I love it. And then the other one's it. all more your forte of storylines. Oh, there we go. Wicked. Well, I, I do have to drop. Yes, sir. But it was fun. We'll Until do this again. Until next time. Yes. For Steve, this is me, Corey, saying keep it casual. <laughs>